All right, we're back. Nard knows season three, episode two. We finally made it. Thank you so much for your patience. And what I have to give credit to my sponsors: PT Footwork, Great Feet Equals Great Technique, and Sports Rally and Humble University Apparel. Go check those out. But I gotta give all the thanks to all the fans and everyone who has been giving feedback. Not to mention, Nard Knows website is officially launched. Nardnose.com, go check it out. All things Lenard, which is me, and of course, all things Nard Knows as well. Uh, and subscribe onto YouTube with our YouTube channel, Nard Knows, of course. Uh, but without further ado, I'm gonna bring in my guest, Darius Nash, Utah Tech defensive back, former Utah Tech defensive back, now XFL athlete, and he has some NFL experience as well. How you doing today, bro? What's going on? What's going on? Pleasure to be here. Man, we finally made it, man, but God made a way, bro. How you feeling? Man, feeling excited, you know, amazing, blessed to say the least. So let's just start off from the beginning, man, because I kind of alluded to it already, you're a professional athlete, but man, starting off at Utah Tech, formerly known Dixie State, you know, what was that like, that rebranding process before we get into that? Because, you know, I work in yeah. news and we heard about that. And me from the outside looking in, I'm like, well, you know, that's not a big deal. But it was a big deal. What was it like for you as a player? Um, it was it wasn't for me. It wasn't too much of a, a of a distraction, but it was like a great thing to see that the university was willing to make that change and make everyone feel as one and just able to create that inclusion just from the the society aspect of everything that was going on and all those things. So to see that the university was willing to, you know, switch the whole name. It's like, I ain't never been a part of something like that, but just everything was, it was, it was a cool experience though. Nice. Nice. So talk about your recruiting process, man. Like they, they recruited a, a kid from California and it seems like that's what uh, is happening a lot. Actually my lot, my first episode was Kenzel Lawler from uh and he plays defensive back ironically with uh the youths and he's from la uh well from california i would say and so what what is that what is that that correlation what what is it with, with the cali kids coming to utah and changing the game man cali we got the most talented athletes man that's all i'm gonna say you know but uh <laughs> I, the recruiting process for me it was it was kind of slow like you know, I didn't have too many offers or, you know, four or five stars and all that. You know, there's various reasons of probably why I didn't go to enough camps or whatever the reason may have been. But everything worked out for me how I was supposed to. I got the offer to Utah Tech, and it allowed me to continue to play my career at the next level. And when we were um, – when I was going there, they already had visions of talking about how St. George is a growing city – and how the university is growing and they have plans to transition in the near future to D1. I didn't know when at the time, but just to know they had plans to change and evolve. Like when I went there, they had a dirt track, the weight room was like getting redone. So I went into a lot of things being new. And ever since I've been there, the things have got more. So that's why I feel like it became a great fit for me because it grew. It never was just one one type of way, play D2 for two years and then play D1 for two years. So that was a great experience at the same school. Like, that's a crazy statement, but play Division Two and Division One at the same university. That's pretty unique. That's a unique situation right there. 
Like you getting, it's kind of like the same experience, but then they leveled up on you at the same time, which is beneficial. It worked out. Uh, so I mean, wow. So what do you, what what do you take from those experiences? What have you learned about yourself uh, that can correlate to success on and off the field? I learned patience for sure, and just being able, just like life, football and life, you can't control everything, and things are gonna happen that you you don't expect to happen. You know, whether it's a blown coverage, a turnover, whatever it may be. It's like, and I, I'm a passionate person. You know, sometimes I get frustrated and things with life or things that happen back home, but football and like being in college and on your own, it kind of make you figure out like, how are you going to handle these situations? Cause it's up to you. And so I learned patience and how to be a leader and how to just lead and bring other people with me instead of trying to figure out or just be focused on myself. Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. So, you know, when you're on that field, man, what, what's your mentality? Like, what's your preparation? What, what's that like? Man, let's, let's go out there and dominate, you know, just just dominate and try to better and, and perform. Like, of course, the goal is to win. It's always to win. But I, besides that, like, if you, you know, put it in like a, a tunnel vision, it's do your 111, do your job and perform your job to the best of your ability. So my mentality has just always been to win my matchup, win my assignment and just perform and, you know, and just be comfortable out there and just have fun. Like sometimes like my, probably my sophomore and junior year was too much like, I got to make a play. I got to make a play. But it's allowed me this senior year, my, my senior year, just with the experience, I was able to just relax, have fun, and just, you know, perform. Speaking of performing, man, you know, Utah is it's very competitive when it comes to the colleges, man. Like, everyone is competitive from Utah Tech to Snow College. Obviously, the youth, BYU, you played them your last game of the season. You know, I mean, you already kind of know what that means from a scale standpoint. But football is football no matter what. So what did you do and what did your team do and what is the identity of, of that program to say, hey, you guys may have this and that, but we coming with it too? I feel like it's just being, you know, re relentless and not, and not looking at it as a difference. Like, yeah, it's BYU playing a school that just been D1 for two years versus, you know, a powerhouse that they have. But it's football at the end of the day. And we didn't look at it as like, oh, like, it's BYU. Like, nobody was really starstruck because for the past two years, we've been, past the year before, we were the D2 team coming D1 playing all these top 25 FCS teams. I think, I think not this past season, but the season before, I think we played, like, what, eight, eight top 25 teams, FCS teams in our first year D1. And it's, like, one of the toughest schedules, but it's, like, it was football. Like, it's... So just looking back at it, it's, it was just the mindset of just it's football. And, of course, like, you know, they probably got the fronts, D-line, O-line, probably the biggest difference. But when it comes to skill, DB, receiver, running back, linebackers, everybody has the ability to play. But the difference is comes into, like, the resources, money, you know, politics, things like that. But I feel like Utah Tech on the – not going to sit here and, you know, be realistic. We're not on the same level, but we're for sure going up 
and climbing continuously each and every year. And from where we started to where we are now, it's just, we're just getting better and better and better. So, you know, it, it's anything with changes, rebuilding, like, like this year is, is going to be a, a big rebuilding year for them because we lost a lot of seniors, but you know, I got some DBs that I mentored that are for sure gone. I passed the torch to uh, Jordan Scott, Devin Perkins, you know, Jagger Williams, a couple guys that just right off the top of my head that I know, like Will Leota, like a lot of guys that I know that even though they were young, they for sure ready to take over and be in the position that I was in two years ago. So I'm excited for them to see how they perform. Man, that's dope, bro. And I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I've I've been to BYU's practices. I've been to the youth practices. And obviously, you know, you got guys that are big NFL size, quote unquote. But for the most part, bro, and it's not a knock. That's a lot of dudes that I'm bigger than that's played for BYU. It's a lot of dudes that's the same size as me that play for the youth. You know what I'm saying? I haven't been lucky enough to make it to like Utah Tech or Snow College, but I know some people who played for them. And I've played with them. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's really all about mentality at the end of the day. And the size and the measurables, those are the things that scouts care about, coaches care about. But at the end of the day, it's dudes in the league that so-called undersized that are millionaires because of their ability. So like people like yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I've never you know, stood next to you, but I'm pretty sure there's something about you that puts you over the top, which is why you went to a, a, a Saints mini camp, which is why the XFL thought you were worthy to be in the draft pool and to get drafted by the Vegas Vipers, which leads to my next question. Now that you're a professional athlete going from college and all the things that you learned there, what's the mentality like now? Is there a switch or, or do you kind of like go Super Saiyan mode? Nah, if I've, um, I, I don't think it's a switch because I've, I've been having this saying for the past like year and a half. You got to see yourself as where you want to be. So I didn't, this whole, my whole senior year, I was already a professional. You got to carry yourself like a professional. You got to eat like one. You know, you got to do the things necessary that a professional would do so that when you transition, you know, you don't just go from being regular to a professional out of nowhere. You got to have the characteristics of a professional already in you. So that's been my mindset this whole year, just to be a professional, you got to work hard, be consistent, you know, be a leader, be a, be a great person as a whole, because football isn't just on the field, you know, you got to have great character. So just having character for people in the community and, you know, just trusting God and, and standing on my beliefs. And that's going to continue to carry me through my career. Of course, you know, I'm not at the peak, but the foundation that I have that got me here to be the foundation that will continue to keep me here and elevate me. So talk about the, the experience uh, with the Saints, man. Like, you know, the draft concluded. How, how did they hit you up? How did that How did that work out? Did it hit your agent up? And, and, yeah. and just kind of walk us through, man. A lot of people don't have that opportunity. Like, walk me through that, man. Like, let me live vicariously through you. What was that like, walking into that building, putting on that helmet, strapping it up? It it felt crazy. Like it was a great experience. You know, I met some cool, genuine dudes out there and, you know, showed up early, left late and just, just being there, just like, it's when you get there, everybody on the same platform, everybody is on the same, you know, got the same beans, got the same practice, got the same schedule. And when you're out there, it's just, it, it felt like I was meant to be there. And a lot of the dudes, everybody was, 
everybody there had the same mindset, the same goal. So it was nice to be, you know, just at that next level with, because, you know, in college, you're everybody not on the same mindset. You got some people that's just doing college for college. Some people that's here just because they want to be on the team and be cool. And you got guys that really want it. But at the NFL level, everybody wanted. So every day you got to compete. And it's just, it was an exciting experience. The facilities is crazy. You know, food, eating good. It was, it was a great time, you know. And my family was from New Orleans. Like my parents, uh, my dad's side, they were born and raised there. So that was good to be able to go back and, you know, for the time being. But, you know. So what was the biggest lesson you learned from that, man? Um, it's a business. No matter, you could go in there and do everything right. Mm -hmm. But you got to you gotta mentally be tough enough to say that, yeah, that didn't work out, but it's not over because, you know, it's politics now. It's the numbers of safeties. It's the numbers of players. And it's not just based on your ability now. It's on, yeah, you might be talented, but... If it's eight safeties and you're the ninth one, you know, so you just got to continue to do things to stand out and separate yourself. But for the most part, just understanding that you got to be mentally tough at this at this part of your uh, professional career, because nothing's guaranteed. Fair, fair enough. That's true. And that's in every aspect of life. But one thing that was guaranteed that you didn't see coming, XFL. They came knocking, and uh, I mean, talk about that. I mean, did you put your name in a hat? Did you know it was out of nowhere? How, was <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know exactly how I got in it or how how was it. Uh, but you know, I just got that call, um, and it was just, it was just like, you know, kind of like speechless. But you're just so grateful. All I could say was like, thank you. I was excited, and you know. Um, it 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 was really just like a moment of relief and a, a day of relief because you go from not knowing exactly what was next. Like when I got released from the Saints and let go, it's like you're just training. You don't know what's next. You don't know what's next. And it's just like you're just praying for an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then you get an opportunity and it's like, like, okay, like let's keep going. But, you know, it's an end goal, like, it's a, it's not an end goal, but it's something to look forward to, you know, yeah. like at first, what, probably a week ago, you know, I didn't know where I was going to be playing in these next upcoming seasons, fall or spring. But one thing's for certain at this moment, you know, my Vegas Viper. Hey, bro, that sounds good to me, man. For sure. I mean, football is football, man. You get to do it for a living. And like you said, your end goal is your end goal, but sometimes God has different plans for us. And we don't we can't lean on our own understanding in these situations. We gotta lean on his understanding, his purpose for our life. And you know, it's working out, man. Once once you step into that faith, once you step into it, you the sky's the limit. And the sky isn't even in the limit, it's further than that. So now that you're you kind of know where well, you know where you're playing, what's next? Have they, you know, have you talked to your coach yet? Have you, you know, it just happened, but what has happened since then? Well, you know, just a uh, small casual conversation, you know, just told me getting the best shape of my life. And, you know, so as of right now, that's just the focus. 
gonna get all the details on when to report. But you know, the XFL is a spring league. But right now, just continue to train, take care of my body, and just stay mentally ready for any opportunity to come. Because you know, you could still get an opportunity to go to an NFL camp somewhere. So I'm ready to play ball at all times. You trying to get that sexy six? What? What's going on? You trying to you trying to keep it? And I, I want it, but you know, you know, you know, you know, some six, hey, six not one of them numbers that is just open. So I'm I I know it's a guy, uh I don't know if he's gonna keep it, you know, if he, if he wants something else, but if it's available, I get it. But you know, at the end of the day, you gotta earn your strike. So probably, you know. Football, football, whatever they give me, ball. Did you uh did you watch any of last season? A couple games here and there, but um, not like you know the in depth to really. I feel watch like the Vegas Vipers. Fair enough, fair enough. I like the uniforms. The uniforms are so dope. One of my favorite yeah. uniforms, top three yeah. uniforms for sure. Uh, so who motivated you on and off the field, man? I know your family's super proud of you, you know, but on and off the field, who's been impactful to where you are and where you're going and headed in your life? I say. Um, my DB coach, like that's the first hand. That's the guy I've been with for the past four years. Um, in his office on Sundays after the game, in between classes, like in his office, whether it's just chilling, you know, because you know it's not realistic. We just watching film all day, but I go in for extra film, or I go in and we just talk and like. But he was a person that when he had me write out the goals that I wanted, he held me accountable to it and pushed me to get better each and every day, made me try things and, you know, just venture out. But one thing that I like appreciate him the most for that I really didn't understand was he really helped me become a better leader. Um, and it wasn't, no matter how much I wanted to get better or how much extra work I did, he kept emphasizing to me that I gotta get the other guys around just as good. And that kind of, I had read something one time and it was like a true leader. Um, it isn't based off his strength. It's how strong he make the people around him. And he pushed me to make the people around me better. And my DB group, they, they trusted me. They leaned on me and I was able to, you know, impact them. And they always going to remember D Nash and number six, cause you know, I left my mark. So I appreciate him for making me a leader on the field and performing as well as a, a good person off the field and trying to mentor and get guys right. And, you know, even when I had like problems or things outside, he taught me how to control it and you control the controllable. Your mind got to be where your feet are and kind of just was like a, a good source to go to out there being at school, you know, you're not with your family. So it was, you know. So now that, you know, you, concluded school you don't necessarily need to be in utah anymore but do you have any ties here i mean you've been here for a while now oh yeah st george they know me they know me that's they know me i ain't gonna, um, ask, I ain't gonna ask how or why they know you but they, everybody you know just the city like you know we me and my roommates we live right by the mayor in washington i know the washington mayor we just spoke at a city council meeting like from the school to the community, we got, you know, me and my roommates, we built relationships with people to where it's like, that's one place that I'll always be grateful that I'll be able to turn to and, you know, be. 
what is what is, i mean categorize small uh i was about to say small lake city because that's exactly what it is but small lake city. <laughs> salt lake man like i mean i can i can relate to you on this i'm from i'm i'm kind of like a outsider who fell in love with uh salt lake and as moving here has changed my life for the better uh but for you man like how would you say uh salt lake has affected your life for the better st george or salt lake uh, utah in general uh i say it changed for the better because it it showed me that it's it's different lifestyles outside of la just just being somewhere else and just the your your living is different like it's just the air is different like it's just it's just different like it's not home but it puts you in a different place a different environment and allows you to kind of just see like wow like okay like this is something good this is something that bad like this is like back home this is not but it gives you an experience of like wow like so and it's and it's close to vegas so it's kind of like you get the california experience the vegas experience and then the utah experience so it's kind of like you in like a perfect world because it's like you're not too far from la or home you got vegas in between and then you got St. George and then Salt Lake. It's it's cool up there. Like it's a nice community. I know some people up there and some dudes up there that is cool, but it's kind of like in a perfect little area that you kind of touch a different a bunch of different people from Arizona also. And it's just a different living. It's kind of slower than it's slower than a lot of places I've been, but it's growing like the food places in St. George. Probably the best in Utah. St. George probably got the best. I haven't been to you, St. George yet. That's one place I haven't been. Man, St. George got some crazy food spots. Mm, and then Salt Lake, you know, it's a good, it's a, it's a good nightlife up there. It's a, it's a bigger little city. It's a, you know, it's a different vibe up there. So it's, it's like you get to touch a lot of everything. So that's why I like it out there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ah uh, man. So looking back, reflecting. You know, what advice would you give yourself that would resonate for an up-and-coming college player or even a high school that's contemplating coming to Utah Tech? I would say have 100% confidence in yourself. Like, like everybody has confidence. Like, I had confidence in myself and my ability, but I did feel like at a point early that, wow, it's going to be hard. Like, do I got an opportunity to go to the next level from a small – D2 school that's not you know and just looking now it's like it really don't matter where you go like because it's like you, I've experienced it and lived it and it's like there were some rare cases where there are guys that go from small schools to the league like Brandon Carr he went to Grand Valley D2 but they was a big D2 they they basically D1 they but but things like that it's like you you hear it but you ain't never really so I would say just trust in wherever you go is going to work out and perform. Because one thing with me is like, even though I showed up and performed, sometimes I would question like, dang, should I be here? Should I not? Should I leave? But I, I stuck it out and I was there my whole career. And, you know, it means a lot. Like, it's, it's a great experience. Like, just to be able to say like, I was there, I stayed here and I made it out. To where people that come after me, they know they got a possibility and a chance if they perform 
they got the same opportunity that I had. Dope, man. Well said. Well said. One more question for you, man. I appreciate you so, so much for your time. I got to ask. Give me your top five DBs in the league, bro. Top five? Top five. We got we got Derwin James, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard. Ooh, these last two. You go, you gotta go, uh, you gotta go sauce, you know, young, young, young bull. And then Kenny Moore. Solid. That's a solid list. Those those are a lot of players who don't get scored on much, if at all, for real. And it's just like those are people I feel like. I like the game that they play to where it's like you can kind of – I can kind of relate to a Derwin James or Jalen Ramsey, long frame, you know. Like, Sauce is a long corner. That's why I like him. It's like it's not too many long corners. And then, you know, Kenny Moore in that slot, I like his slot game for sure. I'm sad him and Gilmore really did – I mean, they were a great duo, but I'm sad that he left because – I mean, Gilmore left. He he not he with uh Diggs, which is gonna be crazy to watch. But those two together, they they, they man, they look they look good together. And I'm, I'm so I'm kind of sad that he left the coach, but it is what it is. It's a business as you can as you experience. Uh, but man, last but not least, man, anything that you know the people you want the people to know about you moving forward, man, and what to expect from Darius Nash moving forward. Uh I mean just just keep expecting me to keep growing keep growing and going you know just and i want the people to know that you know it's not all just on me it's god's plan and and the will he has so just keep your faith and stay consistent in whatever you're doing because you know we all can't do it by ourselves so it's good to lean on somebody that's gonna always be there so give glory to god hey man amen to that bro amen to that and i and you know what i gotta say testimony for me i appreciate god sending people like like-minded people like yourself like kenzel like all the other people from season one and season two who give credit to god because without a man we can't get anything done you like we just can't and we can't it's you know we we can get certain materialistic things but the longevity of it the purpose behind it what, what are the answers to those questions and you gotta seek a higher power to get that because we're only humans you know so we can only control so much you know so uh, I, I appreciate God for sending me people uh, like yourself and I appreciate you for being on the show today man I really uh, I just can't thank you enough man and I God bless you on your journey stay healthy stay healthy and keep balling bro you got a friend of me you got a fan of me keep doing your thing bro I'll be watching yeah.